0: This Ugly Disease is a must-read book if you have a loved one with dementia. The author of this book is my guest, Don Zoller. The book is written from the perspective of a caregiver explaining the pain and agony of caring for your loved one. Welcome. This is the Unconventional Ministry Podcast, where the conversation is about fresh ideas in ministry, innovative approaches, and collaborative efforts I'm your host, Dennis Weens, Vice President for Ministry Partnerships at Sat7USA. My guest today is Don Zoller, and uh, we've been connected for a number of years as he's been a volunteer for Sat7. So Don, welcome to the Unconventional Ministry Podcast.
1: Well, glad to be with you, Dennis. It's uh, my pleasure to uh, be able to be part of your podcast and be part of the uh, listening audience.
0: We're going to talk about your writing ability and the amazing things that you're in retirement are writing and helping so many people. But I just wanted to go through a list of accomplishments. You have a bachelor's in business administration from the University of Sioux Falls in South Dakota. You spent three years in the military. You had a 40-year career with the United States Department of Interior. And I know you told me once that if I use a GPS, I'm using some of your mapping skills that you help the... Department of Interior with. You did public relations, marketing, program management. You were a liaison between different branches of federal, state, and local governments. And each place that God took you, you were very involved in the local church and teaching and mentoring. You worked for the Reagan administration as a liaison between um, different denominations and alliances. Uh, You served on a variety of different boards And you were the missions director at a large church, as well as the director of development for the Raleigh Rescue Mission, and you're a SAT-7 volunteer. So this variety of experience has really prepared you for retirement and this new um, kind of venture you're on, and that is writing. So I guess let's start with where did this interest in writing start?
1: Well, Dennis, you've done a wonderful job in introduction, but you missed the chief bottle washer job <laughs> as one of the things that's prepared me. But this really started when I was back in high school, and it started with a short story that I wrote about Herbie the football. And Herbie the football was a, um, a forlorn football who was abused by the high school uh, football team, but was uh, fondly recovered by a little boy who found it in the weeds with mustard wraps all over it and he gathered it together and uh, now he's using it for his his playtime with his his friends so that was so, my first story back in uh, high school venture but and then it kind of the writing uh episodes went on the shelf for a little while but i continued my writing and my uh, work and but also um, as time moved on uh, i was faced with an, uh, an event and i lost a lot of my writing is event-oriented, things that have happened to me I want to share with other people. And, of course, that that was part of my writing uh, experience. But, really, it was never with the intent to commercialize it. My desire was to have it as a ministry. And the expense, the time, the effort, the emotional effort that goes into it, uh, that was all really for the Lord and uh, he has blessed it, and he has used it in the lives of many people, and that is my reason for writing. That is the philosophy of my writing.
0: Very good. I know some of the titles of your books, Learning to Suffer God's Way, This Ugly Disease, Living Life in the Fourth Quarter, The Master Weaver, Growing Strong in Today's World, and then you've written a many unpublished uh, like devotionals for your church. You've also done a longer book, the Last far, which was co-authored with a friend of yours that took multiple years. Uh, so a lot of these uh, books seem to come out of your own faith journey.
1: That is correct. Yeah, God has led me in many uh, ways, many venues, and has given me the opportunity to two things, really, to capture with passion and to capture with curiosity some of the things that I've ex- personally experienced in the lives of other people and myself and to put them in, on paper, that's that's my desire. But uh, I, I really go back to the idea of passion and curiosity as being the key factors of not only writing, but keeping one young in mind and spirit.
0: I know one of your books that comes to mind is uh, the book This Ugly Disease, a very personal story of yours, but the way you wrote that was a very unique perspective. Uh, your wife, Bev, going through dementia, and you as a spouse providing care, but you wrote this book not as one afflicted with that, but one who is providing resources and help to the one afflicted. So it's a very unique, I think, approach. Just talk to us a little bit about that uh, book, uh, That Ugly Disease.
1: That was written in the latter um, months, maybe year, of Bev's experience with dementia before she passed on to be with the Lord. It was written in a kitchen tabletop style very informal, very uh, interacting, and with the intent of really expressing to the reader. And I made the per- book pers- uh, really short because I know that caregivers don't have a lot of time to read. Right. Uh, and so I made it short, but I, I tried to represent in that shortness my experience of what it meant to be a caregiver for one who was afflicted by dementia and uh, it's covered several aspects of her her disease and my involvement as a caregiver. The Lord has blessed that book. Uh, I, I'm really pleased. It's probably well over a thousand, maybe 1500 copies in circulation at this point. And so um, it's been a great book and I've had great response from uh, not only from reviews, but from personal uh, people uh, contacting me and telling me how much they, have valued and appreciated the work that went into that book.
0: So talk to us a little bit. Uh, you've written about these personal stories, your own journey of faith, uh, a number of your books. Uh, how has writing helped you in your own journey of faith? Then the other side of that question, how is your writing, how do you see that helping others who are reading your different books?
1: Yeah, that's a big uh, big question, and I hope I'll be able to provide an answer. It's, it's uh, simple and direct on that one. Uh, I would say that, number one, um, out of the writing of various books, and I said earlier that they were based on certain events and experiences that I've had, uh, those experiences in many cases would lead some into depression and feel somewhat detached from what was going on around them. But the Lord just laid upon me and actually nudged me at some points in time to get up and start writing And it really, I felt God was just using that to not only get the things on paper that need to be said, but also keeping my own spiritual uh, alertness and keeping me out of depression and keeping me out of grieving the loss of my wife, for example. And it was just a wonderful experience of walk with the Lord. Each time I sit down to write, I just say a prayer and I say, Lord, this is your book. And it's your way of expressing your heart and your mind to people that need to hear and read. I just said, I'm just the writer. I'm just the scribe. You just fill my heart and mind and spirit and hands and my vision with the words that you want to say. Now, how has that helped other people? Uh, I, you know, across the board with all the seven or eight books that have been unpublished works and published works, uh, it has had nothing but positive responses that I've received anyway. Uh, back from it, and people have seen how much they've appreciated and how much they've experienced it, their growth in their own personal life because of it. Um, certain books, for example, or certain ra- articles uh, are not written, uh, not published, I should say, and the two that come to mind readily are Walking with Jesus series. It's the devotional parables of the disciples' perspective and experience walking with Jesus day by day, and the other one was how you can write, and it was designed as a, from the author's Arthur's Corner, the author's Corner to help people, particularly older people who were during that time were uh, in pretty much confined with COVID and could not get out and uh, circulate. But I said, well, here's something to do when there's nothing to do, and you can learn how to write, and here's a simple way of doing it. And that was covered in 11 lessons. But these are all compiled and, and coupled together and can be are available through the uh, Trinity Lutheran uh, um, site that uh, we can talk about later. But it was both of those uh, articles are series, but they have been compiled and are available to people to read. So anyway, apart from that, yes, people have, have expressed to me the value and the importance of some of the things that they've read in that book that have changed their hearts and their minds.
0: You already answered part of the next question. I was going to ask you, what advice do you have for people who maybe have only dreamed of someday writing something or writing a small book or just putting down on paper thoughts and uh, lessons they've learned. Yeah. Um, you have uh, some resources. I'll put those resources in the notes of this podcast so people can ha- have access to them. But uh, anything else you can think of in terms of encouraging people? Because so many people dream of writing but never have really written anything. So your words of advice Ma, will be very important.
1: I can sum all of that up in one word. Write. Just sit down and start writing. It doesn't matter if your words are jumbled, mixed up and not clear, but start writing. And you don't have to think about writing a book. You can write it in a journal and have it in a three-hole binder. And uh, have it available for your children as a legacy for your generation that is coming. That is a big thing that I found in my own experience in writing many of these things. There was no legacy passed on to me. And I said to other people, you need to write to have a legacy for your children, your grandchildren and their children so that uh, they can value what God has done in the lives of each of you. So this over that one item there, the author's corner how to write uh, from the Trinity Lutheran Church uh, website there is, is absolutely simple enough, but important enough. Do start writing right now.
0: Where can people find your books? Are they on Amazon, or do you have your own website where some of these books are?
1: Uh, not directly. For example, um, most of those books, uh, we can go through them by name, but the uh, um, Learning to Suffer God's Way, the Last Shofar, This Ugly Disease, Living Life in the Fourth Quarter. Those four are on Amazon and can be found under the author's name, my name, or by title. Book just completed, which is The Master Weaver is the Life Story of My Wife and I and how God has intervened throughout our life and various experiences. Uh, that book is available only on the publisher's bookstore, book Baby. Uh, And that dot com. And that can be found there. Uh, The other book you had mentioned, uh, Grow Strong in Today's World, is yet in in production. And I expect to have that available in in August or September. And uh, that will be published or released uh, at the publisher's bookstore and also on Amazon.
0: So we'll put those links in the notes so people have access to it and I know that you've been a volunteer for SAT-7 for quite a while now. How did you first hear of SAT-7?
1: Well, it happened when we were still living in North Carolina, and our church uh, was looking for a a mission opportunity to support, particularly in the Middle East. And my brother-in-law happened to have some association with SAT-7, so I had mentioned that, and so by mentioning that, we linked up with you by telephone and i was in the process of coming to kansas at the time and my wife and i met with you at coffee at paneras and didn't uh, didn't leave paneras unchanged we were uh, captured by the vision and the uh, the challenge of working with sat 7 as volunteers and that's what we wanted to do but that's kind of the linkage of how we came to sat 7 and uh, so we're very very thankful for that and appreciative of all the people that we've known and have been able to work with over the years.
0: I remember those early phone calls and uh, how your church was interested, but uh, there were a lot of questions, so I was able to have phone calls with you and attempt to answer some of your concerns and questions, and uh, your church became a supporter, and you became a volunteer, and you moved to the Midwest, and we've really appreciated all the help that you've been as you've been a voice and an advocate for the church across the Middle East and North Africa. So, Don, this has been a fascinating conversation and encourage people to start writing. Uh, don't worry about uh, all the reasons not to do it. Just uh, think about one the good reason to start writing. And like Don now is in his, what, eighth or ninth book. Talk, talk to us a little bit about the book, The Last So Far, because I know that took uh, a number of years with your friend, to research and write.
1: My, my co-author was uh, Dr. Joel Menard, and he and I had taught the course, and what it is is a, a, a alternative or a different perspective in terms of eschatology, that is the end times point of view, and is based on the uh, seven feasts, and in particular, the feast of trumpets of the Jewish uh, ceremonies, and it relates more heavily toward the feast in terms of understanding the second coming of Christ and it's been a, a book and it's still generating royalties after somewhat uh, f- 6 years or 8 years and it's it's still a, a book that's uh, doing quite well for it itself but again we're not in the business of making money we're in the business of pro- proclaiming god's word and but that that's really the genesis but it took a long time from the time that we first started to the time we got the book published about 7 years uh, and the making, uh, and a lot of research went into that book, a tremendous amount of research. We've spent hours and hours and hours just back and forth over the phone and visiting, uh, putting that, that book together. And, uh, so that book is available on, on, on one of our, um, websites that we have, but, uh, it's, it's pr- primarily available on Amazon.
0: So I encourage you to get the book, the last so far, and read it, and then uh, let Don know what you think and uh, some of his perspectives on end times. So, Don, very good. Thanks for joining me on the Unconventional Ministry podcast. I appreciate your work and your volunteerism for SAT-7, and your writing has been uh, beneficial for ourselves, and we've enjoyed reading and following uh, your writing career. So thanks for joining us today.
1: You're quite welcome, Dennis. Pleasure to be with you and your listening audience. God bless you all.
0: In our changing world, there are more ways than ever to do ministry. SAT7 as a broadcast media ministry is changing how ministry is done. Through innovative approaches, collaborative efforts, broadcast satellite television, web streaming, and social media, SAT7 is making a difference. Visit SAT7 online today at sat7usa.org to learn ways you can be a part of this kingdom work. If you've enjoyed this conversation, please share it with your friends. If you know of an unconventional ministry approach, please introduce us. We'd like to have them on as guests. Thank you again for joining this episode of the Unconventional Ministry Podcast.
1: Music